Nico Cookson, Head of Corporate Development at Maramaca Copper. We are developing the Maramaca Oxide Project in Antofagasta, Chile. How are you, Nico? Doing well, thanks. You're almost back in your, your home, home country, aren't you? Almost, almost. yeah. It's, uh, it's been good to catch up with some, uh, some family and friends down here, so but you, can't you complain. Canadian, South African. Oh, yeah, Canadian import. Canadian import. Yeah, okay, well, and then re-imported back to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, like, I'm, I'm interested to see what, you, what you're doing here, because yeah, there's a few things you did last year in terms of um, strategy changes. You've expanded the, the uh, resource, obviously, which was the big challenge. Yep you guys, Grace looking good as well, and things happening in country, but what are you here to do? Yeah, I think last year, as you said, there was, um, there was a big step change in the project in terms of the scale with the, with the resource we delivered in October. So I think that got the market's attention. There's been a lot of interest in the copper space more generally as the market picked up in early 2024. Mm -hmm. And I think Merrimacka being the quality of project it is, and one of the only projects out there that has a reasonable timeline to production in terms of delivering copper in 2026, 2027, um, it made sense for us to be here in terms of engaging with some existing investors and new potential investors that are looking for ways to play the copper development space. Right, and how are they feeling about the whole Chile thing? Because they obviously, that kind of whole social justice, social unrest, component, social license, quite frankly, was it was a big deal in South America more broadly last year. You seem to have got over that hump, or the market seems to have got over that hump and worrying about other things. So in terms of investors' questions to you, what are the, what are the big hurdles that you've got to overcome in those conversations? Yeah, I think... Um, uh, a lot of the Chile, the questions around Chile have, have settled a bit after the constitutional referendum in September last year. I think a lot of investor comfort was re-delivered uh, with the outcome of that vote. Um, I'd say there's still questions around um, the tightening of, for example, the permitting regime in Chile, how easy it is to get projects permitted in Chile, given some of the, um, the other projects in country that have gone through hiccups along that process. But I think more generally, people are feeling comfortable, the royalty, um, uh, the new royalty regime that is currently going through the process of, of coming into place, I think that's become a lot more muted relative to the, the first iterations of that that we've seen. So I think more generally people are getting comfortable again with Chile. Right, so that's, that's, that's good news. And with, and because we've also seen a lot of um, other development plays like held up elsewhere in the, in the world. Yeah. So it's not, it's not you know, isolated and specifically about Chile, it's about yeah. more broadly, how do mining companies get projects through to production wherever they, they they may be. Now let's 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 get back and focus on some of the things that you did last year, yep. which can change that. Yes, the resource uptake uh, was good, and the, the the scaling was really really important to you. In terms of positioning yourselves in the market, what were the other kind of big moments, things that you did last year, which I don't think you got credit for, yeah. set you up for success this year? One of the big things we delivered last year was the water, uh, the water option agreement, which basically guarantees us life of mine water supply for the Merrimacca project. Yeah. Um, water is obviously a sensitive issue in Chile for for a lot of projects, so I think that's a big de-risking milestone for a company like us. Um, from an ESG perspective, the company will be using seawater for its life of operations. Yeah. So I think having that security of supply once we get to the build phase and operational phase was a big checkmark for us. Yeah, so it's going to say I say that the, the, the environmental component people can forget about that. Well, it was yeah. a gold company last year that we you know we, we quite liked, yeah. but they struggled. Yeah, chinchillas, right? Chinchillas everywhere. Water problem for them as well. So you know th these are barriers that you've got to you've got to overcome to be able to move forward. Um, this year though, yep. Right. So last year we had about a, a 41,000 infill drilling campaign, 41,000 meter infill drilling campaign. Um, we used about half of those results to update the resource in October. The first half of those results that we used were targeted at growing tons at the Merrimacca Oxide Project, which we did. We delivered a big step change in the scale of the resource. But the balance of that drilling, which we have not captured 
which we did not capture in the September mm -hmm. resource, we've been uh, where we will be updating our models with uh, to get a new resource out again in uh, April timeline. Right. Now, we don't expect um, a massive scale change in that resource, but we, what we are targeting is converting all of our existing inferred into measured and indicated for mine planning purposes. So that's one thing Sergio is working hard on that. Yeah. Um, we'll also be working towards uh, delivering our permitting submissions and our DFS towards the end of the year. Um, permitting very much represents our critical path for Merrimacca, so it's something we're very focused on this year. So I'd say, you know, half our time is being spent on these de-risking um, type work streams. And then the flip side of that is at the tail end of last year, or the other side of that, what we're also doing, at the end of last year, we delivered quite a, um, quite a surprising uh, drill hole uh, called MAD-22, which intersected sulfides just down dip over the oxides on the eastern margin of the pit. And this was the first time we've really seen um, a decent sulfide intersections at Merrimacca. I mean, given the scale of the oxide deposit there, there was always an inkling that yeah. um, there was likely some sort of sulfide feeder zone there, but that drill hole was the first time we had seen it. So we'll also be following up with a, um, with a small sulfide exploration program this year that Sergio will execute alongside that's this a, resource a up deal, there. Right? That is. That's a big deal, because obviously, yeah, the focus is permanent. It's got to be DFS, really important in terms of you firming up on the economics because we saw a few companies blow up last year. Yeah. Okay? Um, so, that, so that's kind of good, but it's not an expensive exercise. It, is, it's it takes time. It does. It's not an expensive exercise and you, you're, you're good for cash, right? But with the, with the drilling on the sulfides things, that's like potentially a game changer for you yet, or a step changer again for you guys. Yep. So how much capital are you allocating to that? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's very early days in the sulfide exploration still at Merrimacca. So like you said, we're going to go uh, full strategy, full steam ahead on the oxides um, because uh, we want this asset to be in production by 2026 on the oxides. But like yeah. you say, depending on the size of the prize of the sulfides, it is potentially a game changer. Um, we, we have a small budget allocated in the first half of this year. The majority right. of our cash position this year will be spent on those de-risking work right. streams. Okay. So you're not but, getting distracted, but the, you, you want to try and understand the beginning, or just start the process of understanding the, the sulfide components. Exactly. Outside and cash flow, or earlier cash flow and good margin is what you want to be focused on. Exactly. I mean, ultimately, I think if this asset was in production, you would use cash flow from the operations to fund um, a pretty broad exploration program because there's a big land package that we haven't explored around Merrimacca. Yeah. Remember, this is a new discovery. It was only discovered in 2016. Yeah. And the team has done a great job of putting together a fantastic land package, 25 kilometers north and south along the coastal yeah. cordillera of the project itself. But we've barely done any work on it. So there's a lot of work to do and exciting exploration work yeah. to do. But like you say, you can't lose focus on on continuing to de-risk the oxides because ultimately, you know, that matters from a present value perspective. Well, well, the, well, the price is it's now about efficiencies, right? It's now about margins, yeah. right? And then and I think that's really important for people to understand. But it's also important for you guys because you want to be having conversations with with groups, or at least, you know, not saying put a pretty little bow around it, but at least start <laughs> attracting those sorts of conversations because it yeah. could lead to cheaper capital uh, availability to you if, yeah. if you did if you did go down that road. Copper obviously saw a massive resurgence last year. Pricing, price liquidity will continue to, to rise, we, we hope, and you know, not a lot of new supply coming into the market at the moment. So in terms of strategically for the, for the company, what are the, what are the main deliverables? Not, not, not the operationally, but in terms of positioning. Yeah, I think um, strategically, we want to demonstrate to the market that this project is not what it was after the PEA. Now, we, the EPA was an exceptionally robust study, 36,000 tons uh, of copper cathode for 12 years, very high margin, uh, first quartile cash costs, 
Um, and of course, given the nature of the ore body itself, that accessing those tons is structurally very low cost given our strip ratio is less than one to one. So taking that into the DFS, more strategically for the business, I think what we want to demonstrate is that this is not a 35, 36,000 ton asset anymore. This is quite considerably bigger. So on the oxides, it's okay, let's demonstrate that we do have scope up to 55,000 tons a year, 60,000 tons a year for potentially 15 years. Right. But the bigger question is then, you know, what may be the sulfide kicker to that? Yeah. Or is there something larger that we can discover beneath the oxides? It's a big system. There's obviously a big mineralizing event here. So I yeah. think Sergio and the team are very excited to sort of get the exploration fire going again right. uh, because we've been very development focused for the last 12 months. It's, it's kind of interesting because you've kind of got, you've got to make a, because the kind of the way the royalties work then, the tax regime in Chile, was it, is it 50,000 50, tons, 50, we think. Yeah. So you go, okay, so we'll, yeah. we'll do a plan for that. Just get cash flowing. <laughs> and then we need a big step up. Exactly. Of, because it all gets taxed at the same level then, yeah. that, doesn't it? So you've really got to make a big step up in terms of the production profile. That's true. I mean, when we, when we see the final draft or the final iteration of where the royalty proposal will come out, I think we'll know more details. But chances are, if you're below 50,000 tons a year, you'll fall under the existing yeah. regime. Yeah. So it's an economic trade-off between yeah. What do we look like at 60 or 70 versus, you know, 49, right. uh, for example. But it gives us a sense of, you know, how you come at this. It's exactly. Really attractive, not just the market, you know, trading and so forth, but I'm talking about whether it be strategic investors or potential uh, acquisitor, right. uh, is we've got to make that significant kind of step up. And therefore, you've got to think about the type of capital you need to do that and yeah. how you allocate that capital moving, moving forward. Yep. Exciting times, young man. Yes, it is very exciting. We're... Uh, we're looking forward to 2023 and obviously we uh, the deal we did with Osisco last year puts us in yeah. a good position to finance everything we're doing. So we're all set from that standpoint. And um, yeah, we're really looking forward to just getting going on this this sulfide exploration program and also getting the new resource out. Good. So it uh, should be exciting. Yeah, we will be. Nico, Cheers. stay good in touch. Yeah. Uh, one of those are better uh, copper stories out there, we think. Yeah. Um, and hopefully people can recognize that with certainly the DFS yeah. and whatever else it is that you get up to. Okay? Yeah, look forward to seeing you in Santiago. Yeah.